On tonight's episode, hey, a bedtime story. I talk about the Princess Bride. Hello and welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyzes it, and dissects it, as we still continue our theme of the 80s, where we look at 80s television and movies. I am your host, John, and today I'm talking about 1987's American Fantasy Adventure comedy, The Princess Bride, uh, directed and co-produced by Rob Reiner, starring Carrie Ewis, Manny Patikin, Chris Sarandon, Christopher Guest, Wall of Sean, Andre the Giant, Fred Savage, and Robin Wright. And basically, this movie is about a grandfather telling a story to his sick grandson about a farmhand named Wesley, accompanied by companions that he befriends along the way, who must rescue his true love, Princess Buttercup, from the odious Prince Humperdinck. That's Humperdinck. I want to make that clear. Um... So, my history with this movie is actually very limited. Uh, The first time I saw this movie, I saw it... It was like a fourth grade one day, and kind of like... Like, end of grade testing was done, and they kind of had us for another week or so, something like that. So we just watched movies until the end of the day, and this was one of them. I remember it very well for three things. One, Indigo Montoya's infamous uh, catchphrase, Hello. My name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Of course, Wallace Shawn being Wallace Shawn going inconceivable. Uh, Andre the Giant. I have to mention Andre the Giant because I am a wrestling fan. And this was my first exposure to Andre the Giant. And I kind of liked him in this movie a little bit, honestly. And I remember the giant rats that um, the Wesley character, played by Carrie Hewis, fights in the swamp part those are really the main things i remember um and you know I, I liked the movie i thought it was very very good and honestly this is probably the first time i've seen the movie since that and honestly it, it holds up like this is a really cool story you know it's about true love and everything and it talks about you know um some pretty cool fights and everything and like honestly this movie's this movie's fun. It's fun. It's nothing amazing. It's nothing... It probably won't stand out for anything, because a lot of the effects that they use are prosthetic effects. There's no computer generation or anything, and I know our the kids today and everything are ruined by that. Oh, God, I sound like an old man. But I will say this movie holds up. It is a cool story, and it's cool to see such an amazing cast with... Uh, Robin Wright, Carrie Ewis, um, Andre the Giant, Mandy Patikin, Fred Savage, and people that I didn't mention, such as Peter Falk, um, Christopher, uh, Christopher, Billy Crystal does a little cameo in this movie, and Carol Kane is in this for a little time, a little bit. Like, it's, it's fun. Like, this movie's just fun. And, I think a lot of the chemistry between Carrie Ewis and Robin Wright as Wesley and Princess Buttercup, it does feel very genuine. It doesn't feel forced, and I like that. Um, honestly, the the villain in this movie, Chris Sarandon, he is a very... Oh, man, I just don't like this guy. I don't like him so much. Like, it's really hard to just pinpoint it. Like, he, 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 he pretty much orchestrates everything to make sure that he doesn't end up getting the princess at the very end of the, the story. Now, this movie is based on a novel 
uh, written by William Goldman. It is called The Princess Pride and Morganton's classic tale, True Love and the High Adventure, the good parts version. I haven't seen a copy of it. It'd be interesting to maybe just take a quick gander at it or something, but um, personally, I don't think I would probably go looking for it. Um, I feel, I feel I'm happy with just seeing the movie, if I'm being honest. Um, as mentioned, Peter Falk is in this. He kind of plays the grandfather, and Fred Savage is the grandson. And basically, the whole reason why we're watching this whole story play out is because the grandfather got this storybook read to him when he was a grand when he was a kid by his dad and his grandfather. So it's kind of like passing a tradition. And of course, Fred Savage, like looking at him and everything in his bedroom, he's addicted to sports. Like in the very beginning, we see him playing a little baseball game on whatever game console he had in the room. I couldn't take honestly a good look at it, but you know, he 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 he's kind of grossed out. Like there's like parts in the story where they talk about them kissing, and he goes, "Can we just skip the kissing part?" Can we just skip the kissing part? I want to skip the kissing part because I don't like the kissing part. But, you know, eventually later on, he's like, you, you can read this kissing story. You can read that one little bit. I'm okay with it. And, you know, it just shows, like, that little bond that the grandson and grandfather that eventually they will eventually cherish later on and everything. Because even at the end of the movie, the grandson's like, can you come back and read that tomorrow? And, of course, the most infamous line from this movie that is said by Carrie Ewes and Peter Falk one time at the very end, as you wish, which is basically Wesley's way of telling Buttercup, I love you. Because every time she would ask him to do something, he would always go, as you wish. Which me wonders how, I wonder how far they could have taken that a little bit, but, hey, it's a kid's movie. What are you going to do? Um... Wallace Shawn does play a really good villain in this movie. I kind of wish we could have used him more. I think um, Mandy Padkin as Ingrid Mon uh, Indigo Montoya. I love his character. And of course, I think everyone uh, everyone actually will know him more as Gideon from Criminal Minds. See our Criminal Minds episode that we did uh, last April. This past April. But, um, you know, I feel like as you wish. And then, hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. You killed my father, prepare to die. As I said at the top of the show, that is kind of like a most monumental quote from this movie. He he He's looking for this man that kills his father, and he wants to say this line to him. And, you know, he, he, you, hope, you hope that he finds the guys because you want him to get the payback. Like, you're almost on his side, and it kind of becomes this quest. Of course, it does set it up that he's going to eventually find the guy, and it is a little predictable who it is later on when it is revealed, but at the same time, when he gets the revenge, you cheer him on, you're encouraging him, and he even has a really cool line for when he exacts his revenge at the very end. Honestly, if I had just seen this movie for the first time watching it just for this show, I would have cared more about Indigo Montoya than I would anything else on the other side. Like, Wesley, Buttercup, like, their story is really great, not gonna lie, and, you know, it's a happy ending. They do end up together. But I really would like to see more of Indigo Montoya's story. I would love an Indigo Montoya movie. 
I think it's probably impossible by now, but that is something that I really would like to see. Of course, Andre the Giant plays like the, the humble, gentle giant. He's he's He can get me when he can, and he's nice and friendly when he is. And he's just being Andre the Giant. This is also the guy that, that would go to a bar, bring a certain amount of 12-packs, and try to finish them all in one night, according to wrestling stories that I have heard. And I am a huge Andre the Giant fan. As I said, I am a huge wrestling fan. Andre the Giant is a very monumental part of wrestling history. When you look, especially at WrestleMania 3, when Hulk Hogan faced Andre the Giant for the title in that match. Um, but, you know, everyone, everyone, the acting in this movie is really good. The story's really good. I really do like how they do the metafictional stuff with the grandpa and the grandson. And honestly, I feel like going back and watching this movie, I feel like this is only good. I feel like the fourth grade in me that I saw this movie in and that I, and what, what I loved about this movie I feel like watching it now as a 30-year-old man, it doesn't make a lot of sense to re-watch it again, but I did it anyway, and it was kind of a nice little thing for me. It, Like I said at the show, it does hold up, and it is a great movie, I'm not going to lie, but I feel like it's also kind of a one-and-done, where you can watch it, and you're just like, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to pick this up again. Now, I do know that there are other cuts to this movie. I know there is a Criterion Collection cut where it does have longer scenes and there's more stuff that's not on the theatrical cut of the movie. I personally would kind of like to see what they didn't put in the movie. I would like to see what they try to do with the movie. But, you know, they I haven't seen it yet. It might be on a future list of mine to watch it. But as of right now, I'm okay with just this. I'm okay with the story. And I think I'll leave it at that. So as my recommendation for this movie, I would give it a one and done. This is a great story. It is a great cast. I really do think this movie kind of has been lost to time. Um, just because I feel like as we get older and focus more on computer generated effects and everything, the prosthetic effects and all the stuff that they were doing in this movie, it's kind of forgotten. Like I remember seeing this movie everywhere when i was a kid and it feels like it's becoming less and less now now granted the movie is about 30 or 40 years old but at the same time this is also a movie that could be in, that is a cult classic and there's a reason why it is a cult classic because it does hold up and there are a generation of people who do love this movie who grew up with this movie and you could see why they do love it but at the end of the day, this is a movie that I think can be enjoyed by a lot. And that is going to be my review of The Princess Bride. As always, if you would like to get in contact with us, please send us an email at flixologypodcast at gmail.com or check out our Instagram at flixologypodcast. And please check out my Valentine's Day special that I released last week where I talk about the 1981 horror cult classic film, My Bloody Valentine. Now, we are getting into March. I'm excited for March, because we're going to be talking about some interesting movies for that, and we're going to cap it off with our first film 
the Arnold Schwarzenegger Danny DeVito classic twins. I can't wait to talk about that. Um, I know April will want to talk about this one as well, so we'll just we'll be happy to talk about the twins as we get into next week and into the month of March. But as always, this is the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. Take it easy. Thank you.